No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where David and his men watch over the shepherds and flocks of a rich man named Nabal, but he shows neither gratitude nor charity. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 25 on Simply the Bible. David was given a respite from Saul's relentless pursuit. The Lord had vindicated David before Saul and his men. We continue today in 1 Samuel chapter 25. Then Samuel died, and the Israelites gathered together and lamented for him and buried him at his home in Ramah. And David arose and went down to the wilderness of Paran. Samuel had been a great man in Israel. He was both priest and prophet. He made the transition between the chaotic time of the judges to Israel's first king. He anointed both King Saul and David. When Saul pursued David to kill him, David went to Samuel to seek protection. And Samuel was a mentor to David. I believe that one of the greatest services we can do as we grow older is to mentor others. I have a friend who directs a mentoring ministry called Overcomers, and it matches adults with youth ages 10 to 18, men with boys, women with girls. And I have been amazed to see the doors that God is opening to this ministry. It is such a huge need today and an amazing opportunity for us as adults to invest in the next generation. Samuel died while in retirement, and all Israel gathered together and lamented for him. David, however, probably did not attend the funeral. Because even though Saul had called off his pursuit and even remarked that David would be the future king, David didn't trust him. And who could blame him? Because Saul had broken his oaths several times before. So that if Saul wanted to catch David, well, no doubt he would send servants to Samuel's funeral, hoping that David would be there. So David moved his 600 men over 100 miles southwest from En Gedi on the west shore of the Dead Sea to the wilderness of Paran, which is on the Sinai Peninsula. Perhaps David thought that Samuel had been a buffer between he and Saul, but now that Samuel was gone, there was nothing to prevent Saul from coming after him with full force. So, so David put as many miles as he could between him and Saul. Now, there was a man in Maon whose business was in Carmel, and the man was very rich. He had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats, and he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. The name of the man was Nabal, and the name of his wife, Abigail. And she was a woman of good understanding and beautiful appearance. But the man was harsh and evil in his doings. He was of the house of Caleb. Now, Maon was in Judah, southwest of the Dead Sea and southeast of Hebron, close to where David and his men had been when they were staying in Engedi. 
This man, Nabal, was very rich, but also harsh and evil in his doings. But somehow he married a beautiful and intelligent woman named Abigail. How did that happen? How was so fine a woman married to such a beast of a man? Well, arranged marriages were the norm in that culture, so it was very possible that Abigail's parents had arranged this marriage with Nabal while the two were still young, thinking that they were doing their daughter a favor by finding her a well-to-do husband. But it's always dangerous to marry for money rather than for love. And while it is true that many of us men have outmarried ourselves, Nabal wasn't even close to being in the same league as Abigail. As the story unfolds, we will see how blessed he was to have such a good wife and how little he appreciated her. Yet Nabal had come from good stock. He was a descendant of Caleb, who was one of the two faithful spies who had given a good report when the children of Israel first came to the land of Canaan. Caleb was a warrior who wholeheartedly served the Lord and even slayed giants in his 80s. But obviously Nabal did not follow in the footsteps of his grandpappy Caleb. When David heard in the wilderness that Nabal was shearing his sheep, David sent ten young men, and David said to the young men, Go up to Carmel, go to Nabal, and greet him in my name. And thus you shall say to him who lives in prosperity, Peace be to you, peace to your house, and peace to all that you have. Now I have heard that you have shearers. Your shepherds were with us, and we did not hurt them nor was there anything missing from them all the while they were in Carmel. Ask your young men, and they will tell you. Therefore, let my young men find favor in your eyes, for we come on a feast day. Please give whatever comes to your hand to your servants and to your son David. Now David was a shepherd, and he knew the importance of watching sheep and protecting them from predators. He also had the continual problem of providing for his 600 men out in the wilderness. So he instructed his men to provide protection for Nabal, his shepherds, and his flocks as they would be grazing their flocks where David's men were. And while David's men were with them, Nabal bore no loss, for they were a wall of protection to him. So now it was sheep shearing season, the time of income and celebration. And it would have been an easy time for Nabal to show his gratitude by extending the hospitality that God required his people to extend to their brethren. It was a reasonable thing for David to request and to expect. If we are a business owner, then we expect to budget for the cost of security in one form or another so that we don't suffer loss. David was simply asking for some consideration in this regard, for he and his men had provided good security for Nabal. He didn't demand a specific amount, but simply asked Nabal to give what he saw fit. And even if Nabal had invited them to the time of celebration after the sheep shearing season, that would have sufficed. So when David's young men came and spoke to Nabal according to all these words in the name of David and waited, 
Then Nabal answered David's servants and said, Who is David and who is the son of Jesse? There are many servants nowadays who break away each one from his master. Shall I then take my bread and my water and my meat that I have killed for my shearers and give it to men when I do not know where they are from? Nabal insulted David in three ways. First, he asked, Who is David? As though David was unknown. Nabal knew exactly who David was. David came from nearby Bethlehem and was the war hero about whom all the women sung. Saul has killed his thousands and David his ten thousands. Moreover, everyone in the area knew that Saul was pursuing David. That was why many who were loyal to Saul were telling him where David was hiding out. Second, Nabal accused David of wrongfully running away from his master. David had been loyal to Saul. He had only run away because Saul had tried to pin him to the wall three times with a javelin and a spear and then made it known that he intended to kill David. Besides all that, David had been a commander in Saul's army and was Saul's son-in-law. Third, Nabal counted the service David and his men had provided for them as worthless. Rather than opening his heart and his wallet, and freely giving as he had freely received, Nabal was stingy and self-serving. Nabal uses the words I and my seven times in verse 11. Shall I then take my bread and my water and my meat that I have killed for my shearers and give it to men when I do not know where they are from? You see, it was all about Nabal. He didn't even give God the glory for blessing him. Nabal means fool. And that is exactly what he was. He was penny wise and dollar foolish. And he was about to destroy his entire household. Proverbs 11.24 says, There is one who scatters, yet increases more. And there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. Verse 12, so David's young men turned on their heels and went back, and they came and told him all these words. Then David said to his men, every man gird on his sword. So every man girded on his sword, and David also girded on his sword. And about 400 men went with David, and 200 stayed with the supplies. Now, by nature, David was a bit of a hothead. It is interesting that when Saul went into the cave in which David and his men were hiding and David's men urged him to kill Saul, David didn't lift a hand against Saul. And yet Saul had attempted to kill David on several occasions and chased him all over the country. David had resisted that temptation. But with this Nabal, David was ready to immediately crush skulls. We need to be especially careful after resisting one temptation because it's easy to let our guard down on the next one and be waylaid. Now, one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, saying, Look, David sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master and he reviled them. But the men were very good to us and we were not hurt, nor did we miss anything as long as we accompanied them when we were in the fields. They were a wall to us, both by night and day. 
all the time we were with them, keeping the sheep. Now, therefore, know and consider what you will do, for harm is determined against our master and against all his household, for he is such a scoundrel that one cannot speak to him. Nabal was such a scoundrel that not even his servants could respect him. This servant was discerning enough to realize that David was a war hero with 600 men and to offend someone who had done them such good was just stupid. Now all their lives were at risk because of Nabal's foolish actions. Then Abigail made haste and took 200 loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five sheep already dressed, five seahs of roasted grain, 100 clusters of raisins, 200 cakes of figs, and loaded them on donkeys. And she said to her servants, Go on before me. See, I am coming after you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal. Abigail was a very intelligent and discerning woman. She knew what she had to do to save her household. She was acting really in Nabal's best interest by saving his life. But she knew she couldn't tell him because of his stubbornness. He would never have approved. Tomorrow, we will see how this ends. And I love this story because it shows how much good a wise woman can do. It also shows the kind of noble character David had, which makes us see why God chose him to be shepherd of his people Israel. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow we'll continue our story as Abigail meets David. Her wisdom saves her household, delivers David from blood guilt, and rewards her with a future she could have never imagined. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Samuel on Simply the Bible.